<laughs> I, I have this Rodanthi. idea for a, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign called Knights of Rodanthi, but like <laughs> KN. I, somebody That's, out there is going to laugh at that. I and certainly then am tweet not at because us. this is the one you, area of nerdery. The look you gave which... me, that is an A plus <laughs> joke. Sure. Fudge. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Yeah, so, you know, you know, I'm now going to be workshopping this for like two months. I welcome it. So that it. when we record Nights of Rodanthe, it's, I it's welcome it. Hi, Billy. Hey, Kim. How are you doing? Oh, I'm just dandy. How are you? I'm pretty, I'm pretty good right now. I'm excited. We are kind of moving into Kim and Billy Talk 2.0. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. We're relaunching. This is truly Kim and Billy 2.0. So we did the Mission Impossible series. We love that. We were like, let's play around a little with another series, and you know, we love that a little less. But we have, I think, a pretty solid idea of where we're going next. Yes. So, Kim, what's it going to look like? So, as we've teased previously on this podcast, if you've stayed with us thus far, I had an idea one night, and I texted it to Billy, and Billy's reaction was so strong that we knew immediately this is where we need to go. So, listeners, if you are just starting with us, uh, you might not know this about me, but I really love romantic movies. Like, rom-coms, that's my sweet spot, but it's just my go-to sort of, like, feel-good thing. If I've had a long day, just watch like a nice romance. Uh, again, ideally with laughter. So I'm not necessarily proud of this, but I have seen all of the Nicholas Sparks films most more than once. And some of them are really good. You've and seen each them, and every one? Yep. I did not know that. I, again, I'm not necessarily proud of it because uh, <laughs> I think you should own that. Real you should be doozies. very proud of that. Yeah, well, we're going to get we're into this. We're completists here on this podcast. We, I am a completist, so I've watched them all, and I realized in this late night moment that Billy absolutely has not watched them all, and we were trying to think about where to go next in the franchise, and I thought, how funny would it be to force my pal Billy to watch Message in a Bottle? See, I think you think that I'm, like, trepidatious about this. I am thrilled beyond belief about this. So we're sticking to the idea that going forward, we want to explore different series in film. But we want to take kind of the broadest definition of that as possible so that we weren't just doing, you Tom know, Cruise well, yeah, films, yeah, basically. And so I think we like we, we thought about roughly like there are a handful of authors who have had so many adaptations that are so closely linked that they almost form their own series. Like Stephen King would be a good example, right? Um, And when you proposed Nicholas Sparks, I was like, this, it's it's just so Billy, Billy, are you going to share with the class your special connection to Nicholas Sparks? So here's my history with uh, Nicholas Sparks. I have seen A Walk to Remember at least three or four times. Uh, It was my sister's favorite movie growing up. It was constantly on in her house. Mm -hmm. It's the only Nicholas Sparks movie I've seen. Um, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of the notebook, like enough that I could probably confidently I just get don't my understand way through a notebook conversation. I just haven't seen all of the notebook yet. I feel like I, it was just everywhere when it first came out. For sure. I mean, that was like, even in first year university, that was on constant rotation in the dorm living room. It just, <laughs> I don't know. Never got all the way through it. Okay. Um, however... I, I don't know how to explain this any other way than just to say my father happens to love the Nicholas Sparks movies 
intensely. <laughs> so the reason why this is fascinating is because I think of Billy's dad, lovely human being, Nicholas Sparks fan does not come to mind. So my dad is a big action movie fan, huge action movie fan. So, so very much like, you know, Mission Impossible stuff we talked about before, that's very much my dad's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. He also loves romance movies and romantic comedies. I don't know why your dad and I haven't talked more about uh, this. You got a lot of talk, a <laughs> lot to talk about. Um, and so he will routinely, if he has a free afternoon, just watch one of these by himself with the dog, which... Uh, w- <laughs> you know, when it started happening, maybe it caused a little concern in the family, but they just truly Why is dad watching the last song by himself. And like, you're joking, but literally the last song has been watched by my father by himself. Um, and so he, he truly drives a lot of pleasure out of them. Now here's the funny thing. And, and, and he loves romance. He hates any death in movies. Oh my gosh. Right. Okay, so, so we like, didn't talk th- about this. There is some sort of masochistic thing he has going on with the Nicholas Spark series. I've yet to figure it out. I happen to share the same aversion to movie death, which is, well, oh certain movie death. You, you're in for a I ride, know. Billy. So this is going to be a little tough. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to talk about the death question a little bit. <laughs> I have this reserved for later. But, but, but yeah, so Nicholas Sparks has remained this... Enigma in your life. This spot of curiosity. My <laughs> father's taste and mine overlap in so many ways. This one just is a little outside the sweet spot in yeah, the Venn diagram. Maybe it's so it's not going to be. Maybe as maybe it's you just are for failure for, to watch, you know, Safe Haven and Best of Me, you're going to go like, oh my God, Dad, we have to have more movie dates. So quite sincerely, Best of Me is one of the ones I'm most excited for. Okay. Yeah, I watched all the trailers today. Um, <laughs> best of me. Billy revealed to me as we turned the podcast, uh, as we were setting up, that he watched the trailers for all of these movies. I, I made myself a, a little play, playlist on uh, YouTube and went through them twice yep. and have some thoughts. So for listeners who aren't as familiar with the Nicholas Sparks franchise, uh, so Nicholas Sparks, first and foremost, is a wildly successful author published by Hachette. He... And I want to be clear right now, as a person who works in the publishing industry, I would love to publish Nicholas Sparks. Like, For sure. What a dream author. He is talented. He is loved and adored by his readers for very good reason. And not only have his books found such a wide audience, they are almost always just immediately, like as they're written, everyone's going, who's going to star in the movie? So what? Nicholas Sparks, dream author, well, this is the other End thing statement. that blew my freaking mind. I thought he had maybe six novels adapted into films. Oh, no. Uh, wait, I'm looking at like 12 there, there here. Are, One of these is a Lifetime series. So I guess 11 theatrical movies. So 11 theatrical movies. The first one was Message in a Bottle, released in 1999. Yeah, and the I most recent one is The Choice, which came out in 2016. There was a TV adaptation, um, Deliverance Creek. I'm not exactly sure what's up with that. We'll look into it. Set in the Civil War. Okay, okay, okay. Um, And there is rumored uh, that there's, it's rumored that there's going to be a notebook follow-up television series, but we don't have a lot of information about that. I thought there was a rather definitive end to (laughs) that one. The word follow-up there. Right. We'll use that loosely. There's question marks, but... But seriously, like, so I I used to do a a very, very small amount of work in the book-to-film realm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
11 theatrical adaptations. It's bananas. Would put Nicholas Sparks in the absolute top tier of Yeah, and I mean like book to movie authors. Like Stephen King would be above him and then I'm actually racking my brains to think who else would be up there. Elmore Leonard. Yeah. Like that's split across westerns and crime novels, so it almost feels like two bodies of work. I'd love to do um I'd love to like add up the worldwide gross for all of these different authors, but I can tell you right now that the total budget for those 11 theatrical releases, according to Wikipedia and uh, listeners, as we've established, I completely believe the internet 100% mm-hmm. of the time. It's a little under $300 million. So a, under $300 million for 11 like big movies. The worldwide gross Wait. is a little bit under a billion dollars. Okay. $890 million worldwide gross. strikes me as low. Well, we're gonna you're gonna, we're gonna have to take it up with the Wikipedia. Well, no, 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 no. I'm editor. not. I'm not debating that that's true. I'm debating what some of these later movies might look like because I think we're gonna talk about this, yeah. right? There is a trend. Um, I I don't want to say quality because I haven't seen any of them, but certainly as far as the reach goes, right? There's very much a wave we're gonna ride here where they grow and grow and grow in popularity, and then they kind of fall off a cliff a little bit, right? I am. Very, very excited to discuss The Longest Ride and The Choice with you. Right, right, exactly. I had no idea these movies existed. They're all Nicholas Sparks movies. And I'm also, I just want to like put in right here right now, I'm very excited that as we talk about these uh, movies, we're going to have a natural opportunity to invite MJ onto the podcast for the very first time. Because MJ, unbeknownst to me, or maybe I did know really and truly and I just like, my brain unconsciously stole her wonderful idea, but I knew that she had proposed a YouTube series with your dad where she talked about movies. What I didn't fail to register was that it was about his fascination. Borderline upset that we're doing this series because she's like, you're going (laughs) to steal the audience for the YouTube series I'm going to do with your dad. I'm like, you know, he's not going to do that with you. And she's like, he will one day. Well, we're going to have her on this podcast. MJ will take her claim series on our podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make her come on for Nights in Rodanthe or something. I'm going to make her come on for... <laughs> I will say ones. I have a lot of anxiety around that title because I never am confident Rodanth. that I'm saying... Rodanthe. 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 <laughs> so the other reason why I was so excited, why I just went, oh my God, we have to talk about these Nicholas Sparks movies is because... I I will be candid and say I haven't read all of his books, but certainly in the movies there is a formula that is followed. And I remember as I was going through the movies, it was somewhere around actually Knights and Rodanthe, Rodantha, whatever, uh, that I, uh, the formula sort of became explicit in a way that alarmed me. Mm-hmm. And so the formula is essentially, you know, like man meets woman, okay. love occurs, fate intervenes, something takes them apart, and then... Like other stuff happens, but the the things that almost always happen in these movies are someone dies. Right. There's a plot twist. And okay. uh, usually the couple ends up together, even if it's not necessarily in the way that you want it to happen. So right. those those are the through threads of all these. Even if they movies. end up together while one of them has five minutes of life remaining, right? Like isn't that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, it sometimes? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. The notebook. <laughs> uh, no, I thought they get a while to get. I'm thinking of a walk to remember. Oh my god, I'm, you haven't seen it yet. Spoilers. Wait, you mean the Notebook? We have to stop talking okay. about this. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, okay, so there, there, there are two kind of big things we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. One is what your 
podcast feed is going to look like. The other is what we hope to achieve with our Nicholas Sparks combo. Because I think we're, we're going to try and impose a little more structure than we did with Men in Black. I missed you'll, our recurring questions. We need recurring questions. Right. And you'll recall that at the start of Men in Black, I teased Kim for saying we needed a thesis. She was 100% correct. And so Thank we're gonna you. we're gonna thesis the shit out of this miniseries. We're gonna have like I nine will say, theses. You you beat the dead horse of the thesis a little bit too hard, I think. But it was more so just about like the like why are we doing this? What are this? we doing like, this what's for? The, what's what's yeah. the point? Yeah. So, um, I was right. What 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 do you want to talk about <laughs> first? Um, you, I think we should go back to the no-go box because you mentioned this okay. to me before we started recording and I loved it so, so much. So first things first, if I you listen to Men so in Black, much. you'll know that because we had no thesis <laughs> and no questions, we came up against some topics neither one of us were prepared to talk about. And in front of hot mics that we could have turned off at any point, we fumbled around horrifically awkwardly. <laughs> Listeners, there is a, I'm laughing a because sealed if I don't file laugh, on my laptop that... May it never see the light of day. Just delete it, But Billy. so as I was watching the trailers for Nicholas Sparks, Are I was taking... Are you keeping those files to blackmail me in the future at uh, some point? Uh, they'll have a use someday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll release it to like whatever um, university library we send our archives oh, to. Oh, the archives, yeah, yes. You know, okay. For future general... But we'll put it like... Where you know, all of our other thesis... Only open 50 years theses? after death or... <laughs> Sorry. Our dissertations. <laughs> yes. Um... But as I was watching the trailer, I was, I was like, okay, you know what? I want to flag some things early on that we're just, we're not going to talk about. We're going to put them in the no-go box. And it can, it can, I will like raise my hands here and say, it can absolutely just be Billy's no-go box. Like Billy doesn't talk about these, but <laughs> Kim, you're free. Um, okay. And we can open the box if, if the circumstances merit it, but it then just has to be a- I think it'll just be like, here are the sensitive subjects okay. associated with this film, and we're highlighting them for everyone. And it's not that we're saying we don't want to talk them talk about them. It's more so just sometimes I'm we are too not- dumb to talk about. <laughs> exactly. We aren't equipped to have- If y'all want a politics co- uh, <laughs> podcast, there are many great ones out there. Exactly. We are middling film fans. Middling film fans- <laughs> Talking Nicholas Sparks. Exactly. Okay, so I have two candidates for the no-go box. Okay. Now, one of them I think is a slam dunk. It should go in there because I should not be going there. The other one is a little touchier and, and something we should figure out. Uh, okay, so here's number one. It seems clear to me that the Iraq war is going to come up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. That should go in the no-go box. It doesn't seem like it's central to the movie. I know that because of the time in my life when that war was occurring, which was high school and university, my thoughts on it are strong and ill-informed. So, Billy, just talking for myself, I'm putting the Iraq war in the no-go box. Kim supports it because I am too dumb to talk about it. I Well, no, I'm not too dumb. I'm a smart person. I know that. I just am not. <laughs> I'm a smart person. SMRT. I don't have the information that I should to confidently exactly. speak to that topic. Right. And so it, we will acknowledge it where it needs to be acknowledged. And then we will also acknowledge our own shortcomings. Yes. It, it also seems clear that these movies want to deal with the experiences of soldiers who are in that war, mm-hmm. not the politics of the war itself. And so I fear that uh, am I were I to start talking about... The conflict itself, as opposed to Zach Efron, I'm gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be some trouble. So, yeah, I, I would like to induct our first entry into the no go box, which is 
the Iraq, Iraq war. war. You'll hear me typing it in. Yeah. So agreed. here's the second one, and this is something I need a little clarification from uh, from you on. Mm-hmm. So we began to talk about this uh, at the start. So I fear I've had a misconception about Mr. Sparks because I've only seen a walk to remember. So I was of the opinion that he um, was a what Luke could loosely be defined as a Christian author. Maybe not a Christian author, but had elements of Christian themes in his work. Yes. And that, that comes out strongly in A Walk to Remember. But as I was watching the trailers for some of the rest of these, I was like, oh, these are, these are like sexy movies. <laughs> now, I, I was, my good Christian soul was, well, was blushing a little bit. those trailers are a little bit exaggerated. But The Notebook doesn't have that going on, does it? And that may just be the adaptation. I don't know what's on in the book, but... I think there's an argument to be made that, um, and again, I, I will have to acknowledge that I have not read the sure. books. Yeah, we're just talking we're about just the movies talking here. About This the is movies. not a podcast about the books. Um, I think it depends on the director. Okay. But I do think that uh, there is a through thread of Christian, Christian values throughout these movies, which are exaggerated depending on the story not exaggerated, but like focused on depending on the story and depending on the director. Okay. So we're going to be seeing it in more than one movie is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So how do you feel that topic? Where do you, do you feel it belongs in the no-go box or not in the no-go box? Oh, well, there's some movies where we're going to have to talk about it a lot. Okay. Uh, E.g. The Choice. But um, I think. Wait a minute. <laughs> is that what the titular choice is? I am not going to tell oh, you a thing. Shit. You're just going to have that hanging over your head until we get I to it. I can imagine which Maybe way it's going to be best for last. Um, okay. Well, so let me give you my thoughts on this. So I have had occasion on this podcast to uh, describe my Jewish heritage, but in actuality, I come from an interfaith house. So I, I did my time in Catholic school. I am equipped to talk about Christian themes. However, as a, a, a cynical filmish person um there is i know i have an incl- inclination to kind of want to mock and dunk on christian art right well something i'll say right Such now as is overcomer e- <laughs> <laughs> have we talked about that we haven't joke talked about this? overcomer and, and you know what <laughs> i don't think we need to I think we can leave it right there. But but so this is my very point, right? Like No, anytime, we have to explain what that joke is. I, so I'm not doing that. Billy and I It's a real movie. Watch the trailer. Oh, that's what we needed to explain. Spider-Verse. That's what we needed to yes, explain. Google yeah. Overcomer. So we're in a with pack- safe search on. No, I'm 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 telling this joke right Don't, now. No. So we are in the theater to watch So Spider-verse much worse than any and- border patrol. <laughs> conversation we ever had a trailer comes on for a movie called overcomer and i'm not going to talk about the trailer and so there's a very well but let's talk about it when it's real hard christian film you see a common thing in the trailer where they don't want to announce that it's a christian film because it alienates certain people so you get these weird vague trailers that don't seem to be about anything but then by the end of the trailer it's very clear that it's a christian film and I just, all I'm going to say is that when the title popped up. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Billy almost died. the animation that accompanies <laughs> it. The underlying. Don't describe it. <laughs> if you would like to go watch, watch the, trailer the trailer for trailer. Overcomer. I just need 
all of our listeners to know. I had a know, reaction in the theater I that I'm not thought, proud of. Like, Billy wasn't breathing. I thought he might die. And well, people were there with their kids. I got <laughs> disapproving looks. But so, but so this is my gut impulse, right? And I have no intention of doing a podcast where I'm going to be dunking on uh, Christian themes because, like, it's important to me and it's important to my family and it's important to people I care about. And so... I guess it's important to me too that it's properly represented, but I do think there are interesting conversations to be had about, you know, the entertainment industry that is built around. Right. That. So I have no problem talking about a movie that I feel has maybe misrepresented certain themes or used them cynically. Or but just simply I don't want to mock them. them. Sure. But I don't want to mock them just for existing. But I do think there is a responsibility to at least acknowledge when something is being oversimplified because sure, you know what? Sure. The world is not black and white. The world is shades of gray. And um, so as here's, a thoughtful person who cares about art, AKA middling film fan, right? there are certain things that are going to rankle you. And I think it's okay to let them rankle you because you know what? At the end of the day, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. So here's what I'm putting in the no-go box. Okay. Uh, Billy being a cynical D bag, just, dunking on Christian movies for the sake of doing it. Well, you wouldn't do that anyways. You were there when Overcomer aired. I'm sorry, but that was, how it's could they, they should be mad at everyone who produced that film, who helped market that well, film, no, who like, made that trailer. I think it shows Fire that they're people. actually very pure, well-intentioned people who like didn't realize. <laughs> All right. But okay, so this is good. So we're, we're, we're leaving Christianity on the table. If it needs to be talked about, it will be talked about respectfully uh, and with a good critical lens. And to that, I will also say this is not me like presenting my resume, but I my parents have thirty plus years of postgraduate postgraduate education between them, and it's all in the realm of religious studies, specifically with Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like I was raised in they my parents had my sisters and I attending church, attending Catholic school until okay. I was about sixteen years old. At which point, they allowed me to choose whether or not I wanted to stay in this religious community. Um, I won't get too much into that, but you know, like my minor in university was in religious studies and I will say that I am hyper conscious of religion and the role that it plays in shaping the world that we live in. And so I do think it's really important that we acknowledge the Christian themes in these movies because they are so successful and they are clearly speaking to an audience that wants that narrative. So no, this is not going to become academia. Okay. Well, so can I ask you a question? Because this is, this is something that actually is just occurring to me now. So, so. Both of us are coming from Catholic traditions, mm-hmm. Irish Catholic, right? Yeah. So we're talking about a very specific branch of Christianity that is not my my understanding is that's not this that's not the type of Christianity being represented in these movies. It's, right? it's more. I'm of not a trying Protestant. to sound derivative, but it's a bit more Bible belt, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, like mm-hmm. literally, that is the geographical location mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that our maybe, listeners weren't expecting this conversation in regards well, to Nicholas well, Sparks. I, I think this is good. Let me ask you something. Um, do you have other candidates for the no-go box? Because if not, now that Christianity is on the table, I think this should open up our conversation about our recurring questions. Because I think Christianity should maybe be one. Well, you haven't watched the I, Nicholas Sparks movies. Right. I'm just going to say that there are very there are political issues in most of them and abortion. <laughs> Is it going to be about abortion? Actually, no. Oh, good. Okay. No, Great. not that one. At least to the best of my knowledge, no. I could be wrong. So that's not the choice. 
No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's such a weight (laughs) off my chest. Well, can you talk in loose terms? You can spoil. Like, it's okay. There's domestic abuse. There's, like, it's just like there are things that we're going to be sensitive about as we move forward. Okay. But again, I am not a crisis counselor. So it's just, this is my opinion formed through my life on this. Maybe if trigger warnings are needed, we will put them in. Okay. I, I didn't actually think about that one. Um, okay. That doesn't feel like something for the no-go. Do, do you want to no-go that one or? No, I think the no-go box is just simply like maybe it's mistitled. I think no-go is catchy, so I want it. But like understand that if we put something in the no-go box, as we've already said, it's because it's an important topic. We're just not the most professional. We're not, not experts. Yes. We're not the people to give you the best opinion on it. Okay. Aside from that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Okay, so with that out of the way, should we then talk about the things we actually do want to talk about? Like, what do we want to accomplish? What are the questions we want to answer? And so, can I give you my, like, three-second spiel about why this interested me so much when you proposed it? Yes. So, when we talk about long-form storytelling, like, what I love, love, love to death is when you get to spend a long time with the same characters. Mm -hmm. And that's not what this miniseries is. Nope. This is about a world that has constant rules yes. and seeing different people go through those rules. And it's the formula. You're going to get the same like ending in each one. It, 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 my understanding of these is that the, the rules and the settings are so strict that this is like Sin City, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have the world of Sin City and different characters come through it and interact with each other and whatever. This is like Sin City, but for like Tennessee, are you with me? Have I lost you? Do no, you know what I mean? No, what you're saying is like the reason why we're calling this a franchise is because it's the same. The story the is universe. different. Our, our but the shared character is the, the universe. same yeah. in each movie. And if you're like me and you chose to watch every single Nicholas Sparks film, it's because you were chasing a specific story that would lead to a specific feeling at the end. And no, each movie is different and like they're going to live deliver different levels of satisfaction, but you're going to get the love story. You're probably going to cry and you're probably going to end the movie feeling like happy most of the time. Anyways, there's somewhere I was just like, what the fuck just happened? But I I can tell you that, my takeaway from uh, A Walk to Remember was not happiness. It was <laughs> deep, deep sadness <laughs> for many days. Catharsis. No. <laughs> you're With most of them, you're going to end up with a feeling that's like, love is real. And I know that's cheesy, but I also I think that's why. I got that in my life. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Billy. All right. Well, no, 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 no. But what I, sorry, I'm open and receptive to that message. It always seems to be that love is real despite cancer. <laughs> right? Like, and and that's the part of it that trips me up. Okay. So, I here. okay, here's what I'd like to do. Based solely on watching the trailers, I would like to propose to you a series of questions about this world that I would like to ask each week. I'm really excited because you have not prepped me on this at all. No. Where we, are you going to go? Where are you going to go, Billy? Well, okay. So, you can shoot these down and you, and you can add more. This is just this is where I want to start. Okay. So one, I think we need to bring back our rankings. Yes. So one of the things we're going to be doing, ranking these movies at the end. Yes. And I actually was going to propose to you that we have two different ranking systems. Ooh, I love it. So first question is- I'm typing this as you say. Is this a good movie or is this a bad movie? And then within the good column, we rank them. And then within the bad column, we rank them. Okay. Okay. So So like 
at the end of the day, we'll have like the best of the best, and then we'll have the, the worst, worst of, of the worst. worst. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I love it. Uh, I think we should bring back favorite lines of the movie. Yes. Because the trailers led me to believe there's going to be some good candidates. There are. Absolutely. Okay. Here's where uh, things are, are going to start to get fun. Okay. So I went on an adventure in my living room, watching trailers <laughs> that spanned from the year 1999 to, when was the choice? 2016. Okay. I would like to talk each week about what contemporary popular songs were used in the trailers for okay. these movies. Done. Because my journey started with watching the trailer for um, Message in a Bottle and almost bursting into tears <laughs> on my couch. <laughs> When a song came on that just put me back in a basement what party in grade eight. I don't want to ruin it now. Okay, okay. It was Natalie and Bruglia's Torn. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> yes. It was so special to me. And then what followed was. I want to know more about that grade eight party, but we'll talk we'll, about we'll it get when there. we get we'll to get the there. movie. Um, and then what followed in A Walk to Remember was easily one of my least favorite bands of high school. And I was just like, oh, now I'm angry. And then dare I Dare You to Run? Is that the, the that's I, I think the it's song. Dare You to Move. That's it, it's, yes. Yeah, it's, it's Switchfoot. No. Is it Switchfoot? It is Switchfoot, yeah. yes. And How Dare You? No, that song plays at one of the most moving scenes in that entire movie, which is what, it's, it, it's coming back to me right now. Shane. So, Shane. first of all, I, the only song we're talking about from that movie is A Walk to Remember. No, it's Mandy Moore. Yes. Who does a walk to remember? No, she doesn't. It's the song um, "Lift My Hands and Pray." Whatever that. No, she song has is two. Called. There's "Cry" and there's a walk to remember. Okay, we're getting ahead. What of is this a walk to remember it's song? Late November. Oh, <laughs> it's late afternoon. Those are not the words, but you know the song I'm talking about. Called a walk to remember. Um. Okay, I'm thinking about it now, I and it's saw probably you not "Cry" or something like right. that. I know Whatever. this soundtrack. It's called a walk to remember because it's from a walk to remember. <laughs> it's like how the theme to Titanic is just Titanic. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I had. An emotional journey. So I would like... Yes, popular songs. Put it on okay. the list. Absolutely. Um, I would like to talk about identifying in each movie the distinguished older actor who deserves better. <laughs> yes, I love it. From, Absolutely. <laughs> there, is one, there is one movie I could see that is maybe missing this, but we can debate that when we get to it. From Message in a Bottle through to the choice, I was like, there is a murderer's row... <laughs> <laughs> of Academy Award-winning actors who are older than 60. Who just, they deserve better. Next week we're doing a fucking Paul Newman movie. My, <laughs> I could not believe that. Peter O'Toole. What? Yes, I know. When is Peter O'Toole? Oh, no, I miss, I mixed up his name. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so who, Never mind. who were you thinking no, of? No, I was thinking of the, um, the dad in A Walk to Remember. What? What's his name? Not Peter O'Toole. What's his name? Acclaimed... British actor of... <laughs> I'm really... Peter Coyote. <laughs> That's his name. I knew it was Peter something. <laughs> I, that is akin to saying I thought it was Marlon Brando, but it was Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Like, um, okay. Both very good actors. So, yes. What do Sure. Doing different things for different doing, people. Doing different things. Okay. Here's my first like real serious question about answering shit about this world. Okay. So my understanding is that this series is is just permeated with death. So that was one of the things I was going to say. We have to talk about the death in each movie. 
whether it was necessary. Because this is, again, like so when this- I set for myself the personal challenge of watching all of the Nicholas Sparks movies, it was only around movie four that I realized that people kept dying. And right. so I would. <laughs> Sometimes it's like it works with the plot, but other times you're just like, what? No, you just needed to kill someone. I would like to rank it on a scale from meaningful to gratuitous. Yes. And I was working on, and I didn't quite get it, like, I feel like gratuitous. the Grey's Anatomy gratuity scale. Well, like, if Danny so, Duquette is our most meaningful death. Yeah. But that was a little so outside I, the box. So this is where I feel like gratuitous is maybe not the right word. Okay, maybe hippie, it's what's the right word? word? Maybe it's just bizarre or, I don't know, just like... Well, when, we could have categories. Is it meaningful? Yes. Is it bizarre? Is it... Superfluous? Superfluous. Or maybe that's the same okay. as gratuitous. I don't know. I like I'm just thinking of big better. words. No, but just word. like... Or we could just say hilarious because sometimes okay. it makes no sense at all. So each death we're going to call either meaningful, bizarre, we should probably like or hilarious. <laughs> we can maybe like we'll massage that. that but <laughs> I do definitely want to talk about the plot twist because okay. in most of these movies there is a plot twist and maybe it's just as simple as like, did you see it coming? Okay. And we could rank the twists kind of the way we've. We, yes. we ranked like theme songs or I feel like the twists will tie into whether the movie is good or bad because there okay. are a couple of twists where it's like you think you're watching one movie and then like they say nope and somebody's just, gotta make a choice it ruins now I need to know what the choice is <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you and I'm not gonna look it up but I want to know I want you to imagine what all of well, the different I, choices so are. So I assumed it was a choice between two men, maybe, Superman and the other guy. Maybe this is our recurring question Tom of the Willing week, where you try to guess what the choice is all the way or in the lead Or what the subject to, of each movie is. Like, what's in the notebook? I love that. Let's okay. do that. Billy tries to guess what the plot... But no, but you've seen to, the trailers. I have to guess the day before, or the week before. But you've seen the trailers. It's yeah, just cheating. But I don't know what the last song is. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the best of me is. Okay. What, what are you talking? So the week prior. Message in a bottle, I know what that is. Okay, so we won't do it, but like moving forward, when we finish our message in the bottle uh, conversation, I will ask Billy to guess what he thinks the plot is of the next movie, except, okay. nope, just kidding, because the next one would be A Walk to Remember. You, I, you've um, seen that. I've seen that, but I don't actually know what The Walk to Remember is. Is it Down the Aisle because they got married? It's probably that one, right? That's got to be The Walk to Remember. Or is it when they walk? So okay, so this is gonna be fun. Okay, yeah. We're gonna be guessing this. I'm gonna I'm gonna save my I thoughts. Love it. Okay, great. Great. Um I, I only have two left to propose, but I don't wanna stop you if you're on a roll. No, 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 go ahead. Okay, so I think we're gonna have to ask the question, and there, there are many different ways of, of phrasing this, but if if we're allowing Christianity talk, we're gonna have to ask, like, would Jesus approve? <laughs> and and like that's a that's a cynical way of asking it, but like, does this fit? Billy, if you're asking me to try and guess what Jesus Christ would think of a Nicholas Sparks movie, like, you've just exploded the no-go okay. box. Okay. You're asking me to so are we taking opine on the opinion of a our person. Our Lord and Savior, yeah. JC. Okay. Um, well, so, okay. So then, do we, do we should we take the Christianity question off the table and we only deal with it when it appears? I, yeah, I think we okay. stick to the rules of the no-go box in that case. Okay. Because I think it's going to naturally lend itself it's to that be, conversation anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Just trust me, Billy. No, I'm, you I'm, haven't th- seen these movies. I'm thinking it through in my head and it's not it's not okay. <laughs> I just there because because it seems like such a big part of the DNA of this world, I I'd, I'd love to have some way of of thinking about how these movies each deal with that, but we need not figure this out now. So it's and kind of what I said before, where there is a specific 
tradition of Christianity that Nicholas Sparks and clearly many of his fans, um, I don't want to say subscribe to because that sounds, participate in. That is important to them. It's meaningful, meaningful to them. I don't necessarily agree because, again, it comes back to, I think, Oh, boy, this is why we need a no-go box. Look, I I knew it was a good idea. It it boils issues down into black and white. Like, there is a right way, and then there's a wrong way, and it completely ignores the gray. Which, to be clear, is like, that is by no means the only religious tradition that does that, right? Many do, and it's like, which one fits with you, right? I only have one last thing to talk about. Okay. This one's for me. Ready. it, It doesn't need to make the final cut. You're going to need to allow me five minutes each movie for Billy's Boat Corner to talk about the boats in these. There's so <laughs> many boats in these movies. So watching these trailers, I like, that's a nice boat. That's an even better boat. Listeners, did you know that Billy is also a captain? Captain Billy. Uh, Have we talked about this? I don't think it's come up. Uh, I used Billy to drive boats. Drives used to be boats. used to be a very important part of my life. And when I see good boats in movies, I get excited. And watching these trailers back to back was like boat pornography. So. Sidebar story. I wish I hadn't called it that, but. (laughs) No one asked for this, but I'm going to tell you all now. Uh, Billy uh, did these really delightful tours on the Toronto Harbor for a while. And one day I surprised him out of nowhere by bringing uh, out-of-town friends on one of his tours. And for the entire tour, he refused to make eye contact with me. I don't even remember that. I think it's because you blocked it from memory because I didn't prep you at all that I was bringing all these people. And I had never seen you conduct the tour. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, and, and like Derek was with you, right? And yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, it was a good time. It was a good time, it's except... a very hot day, right? Yeah, and again, like, every single joke you made, I was, like, over-enthusiastic in my they're reception not. of it, and you wouldn't look at me. Well, they're not for you. <laughs> for the paying customers. Yeah. Um, I tipped. <laughs> Touché. Um, that's all I've got for questions. And I'm basing this only off of trailers and my preconceived notions of Nicholas Sparks. I think those are good questions. And I think we've, so it's a good list. I would only maybe add one more and I have to think about what exactly the question would be, but I love romance movies and I want to talk about whether, like it's, it's going to go into the category of whether or not it's a good movie, but like. There are certain rules to the romance genre, and I just want to talk about how well these movies either adhere to those rules, flout them, defy them. Like, I just think there's, like, are there meat cutes or are, is it contrived? Like, I just, like, how well does this movie, like, make you believe it's a real romance, essentially? I, I was debating coming in here with the question, which poster is the best version of a man putting his hands on a woman's face? <laughs> because they're all the same pose. I, I once heard but, them described as, like, just white people touching each other's faces. I, and, I mean, uh, look, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, well, so do you want to talk this through? Like, what is it about specifically romance in Nicholas Sparks that excites you? Well, I get it. I, I think it boils down to, and like we're seeing an explosion in the Hallmark uh, romance genre right now. Netflix keeps turning these movies out. I like, think people want these formulas, yeah. right? Like, it's a guaranteed. I, I hate saying happy ending because it has so much. Uh, uh, shall I say, uh, urban Overcomer. dictionary <laughs> around it? But um, you know, you watch these movies to feel good, and yeah. why that makes you feel good, like you could break open my brain and like try to figure out why these particular movies are such like a chicken soup for the soul thing for right. me. But um, 
I know I'm not alone, and I know that like literally millions of people, not just women, I'm lots of men. I'm sincerely with you on the romance part. Yeah. I love romantic comedies. I don't love romantic tragedies. <laughs> well, okay, so could it be something, and it, like just as a starting point, does this romance make us happy, or does this romance make us sad? Or does this romance infuriate us because it's so okay. bad? Okay, okay. So how does this movie succeed as a romantic film? Maybe that's just like okay, because then we can just be like, it doesn't make any sense because the like the couple doesn't make sense or like whatever. Like, okay, there's there are things to be said. All right. Okay, I'm feeling good. I feel like uh, we got our baseline. I am too. Is James Marsden the only repeat player in the game of Nicholas Sparks? He's a repeat player. I've okay. I've seen all these movies, but he's in Best of Me. What other one is he in? Oh, Notebook. Yeah. Oh, man, he must be. Because I thought for a second that Zac Efron was in three of these. Because <laughs> I was looking at the posters, and I was like, that's Zac Efron, that's Zac Efron, and that's Zac Efron. And two of them were two other dudes I did not know. So can I confess something? I keep saying that I have seen all the movies. The lucky one, which is Zac Efron's movie, is the only movie I failed to watch got, to completion. Uh, it's got pipes from Orange is the New Black. Yep. It's a bizarre, bizarre cast on that one. Yep. Yeah. Lots well, of things to lots be said. To, lots to talk about. Okay. Which one are you most excited to talk about? Which one are you least excited to talk about? I'm very excited to talk about A Walk to Remember and okay. The Notebook because I just think there is, it's going to be a great fantastic sure, discussion sure. no matter what. Um, I am, you know what? All of these movies, like there's just, because even if they're bad, there's going to be so much fun things to say about them. I am very excited for us to get to the choice. Okay. I'm I'm so it's not just the choice between Tom Welling and the other guy. No, you know what? I no, that's not what it is. Okay. I think maybe the one that I'm also extra excited for is Safe Haven to talk about that with you. So, uh, look, I'm going to come clean now. A couple of movie podcasts did Safe Haven when it came out. So, I oh, I so have you know an the idea twist? some of it. Okay. Not totally clear in my head, but I know that Safe Haven is the one that is like a shit show of surprise. Okay. But it's still going to be great. It is. I will tell you that I am very excited to talk about the best of me. I just (laughs) truly. Okay. So I I will just give you the the short version now. James Marsden and Michelle Monaghan. It's a great cast. Are two of my favorite actors who I feel like should have been leading people and never got the chance they got. And that mm-hmm. both of them are in a movie together, leading it. That's exciting. I want to, I want to talk about that. Um, weirdly, Message in a Bottle, I'm very into. So it's I, got Robbie Coltrane. got Hagrid walking around there. Bon Mo. It's, I was a little bit bummed when I realized that was going to be the first movie I really that we... I really to remember. Yeah. yeah. But I think it'll be a good like warm-up. We'll work out the kinks in our recurring questions. So by the time we get to a walk to remember... Yeah. It's I mean, perfect. look, Message in a Bottle might be a 20-minute episode. I, I can see us <laughs> not having a whole lot to talk about, but yeah, we'll we'll try the format. I, I We've already talked about Knights and Rodanthe. That's going to be... Rodan. That's going to be a hard week for me. I, I just, <laughs> no. I just don't want to be mean. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, I just actually. don't want to be mean. I really, I, I, I really, I'm not the biggest Richard Gere fan. And if you watch that trailer, that movie... He looks like a fucking serial killer who is haunting Diane I'm not giving you spoilers, but I'm just saying there are recurring themes, including death and plot twists. And Mm -hmm. I think 
you are going to Has actually he been dead be the whole time? very excited to talk about that movie. Okay. I will tell you the other one that I'm really seriously dreading is the last song. It just, it looks. Well, I mean, Miley and Liam got married in real life. I know. So so, okay, you know what? It brought us. It is their love story. The last song, though, was the one movie where I couldn't identify a distinguished older actor who was slumming it. I can't remember. Her I mean, dad I, I her think dad it's Greg is Kinnear, but he oh, is not is an Kinnear. older actor. You know what I mean? Like that's stretching the limits of the category. But I think he did deserve better. I, I mean, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So here's the other thing. There's this movie called Love and Honor that What's that? For the longest time I thought was a Nicholas Sparks movie because it looks like a Nicholas Sparks movie. What is it? It's the kind of movie that now would have ended up on uh yeah, Lifetime. And then there was a little, weird little bit of sadness in my tummy when I realized that that is not on our list. <laughs> it's just a, <laughs> maybe, it's just a not <laughs> Nicholas Sparks maybe movie. Maybe that's a bonus. So I will But if you confess, watch the trailer. No, I haven't. And I it haven't. It is playing. I haven't watched this movie because like as low as I will go to feed my romance film addiction, I have, there are certain lines I won't cross. Like yeah. Netflix, when you started churning out those romance at Christmas movies, you I was on board. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Until they just got so bad that right. whatever little dignity I had left, I just, I had to stop watching them. And this movie, I feel like falls into that category based on what the critical response was around it. But you know what, pretty good Billy, for the sake me. of this podcast, I'd watch charming. it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they have to choose between love and country. <laughs> it's a really enticing premise also billy knows intimately the journey that i went on with the netflix romance films because i think i texted you when i watched the first uh christmas one whatever it was made me (laughs) cut out a section of the men in black 2 episode where jeff and i just mocked you for five (laughs) minutes about your love of netflix lifetime movies i will leave some of them for some of them not all of them okay (laughs) so I think we've got a really good list of questions. Me too. What else do we need to talk about about Nikki Sparks? Nothing except just to say, again, that this is a podcast about the movies. The man, the author, nothing but utmost respect for him. He has figured out a brand that means a lot to so many different people. And again, I would give my eye tooth to publish him. Sparks and the books are out. We are, we're just, we're talking, just about- talking about the movies. Okay. And I... Don't really think I have anything else to say beyond that. Do you think it would be amazing if Nicholas Sparks listened to this and then was like, "That's my publisher." <laughs> By the time we get to the yep. choice, I don't think that is what he might say, but uh <laughs> I think we're going to change his mind. Okay, so should we talk about what this podcast is going to look like in general going forward? So next week, listeners, you can expect our I I'm just going to be bold and call it delightful cuz I'm sure it's going to be our it's delightful be take on the movie Message in a Bottle, released in 1999. After that, you'll have the Kim and Billy talk catch-up, and then we'll go to A Walk to Remember, then catch-up, then The Notebook, etc., etc. Yeah. You might have some weeks where you're missing episodes. Um, we're going to keep things flexible. It will be what it will be. And but, we uh, will be sure to update you on our Twitter as well if there is going to be a delay. In yes. Release. So if you are not following us on Twitter, join the legions of people who already are. <laughs> um, we're at Kim and Billy Talk. Yep, that's it. Um, okay. So are we ready to just embark to to cast off and send our rowboat into the 
into the, the rapids Rodanthin, of Rodanthi yep. Sea. Is it a lake? They're on a body of water. Uh, it's quite a body of water. <laughs> quite a body of water. So sailing on by, a uh, huge thanks to Aaron Kossar for what some of you might notice is our updated logo art. We Woo. love it so much. And yeah, follow us on Twitter if you care to do so. And otherwise, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Yes, we will have a more official sign-off once we've actually watched one of these. And I can uh, we can think of a fun line or something. But uh, yeah. And if you have ideas... At us, let us know. Send them our way. Uh, So, yeah, thank you for listening. I'm super jazzed about this. Thanks for staying with us if you've been a loyal listener. Um, Thanks for growing with us, really. I guess that's the most important thing. Yeah, we're all better people. (laughs) Okay, bye. All right, see you next week. Life is incredible. Water, water is wild, man. Do you know how special water is? All right, so we are recording now. Oh, great.